0: Hi, my name is Case Roberts, and I want to welcome you to the Huddle Up podcast hosted by my parents, Chris and Sarah Roberts. Huddle up as we talk about God's story, our stories, and
1: yours. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Huddle Up podcast. We want to encourage you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a monthly Huddle Up podcast. And we also would love to hear your feedback, so review and share it with your other sports family friends. But right now, we can't wait for you to hear the stories from some of our dearest friends, Jim and Patty Gasso, from the four-time national champions from the University of Oklahoma softball program. But before you hear their stories, let's get in to God's.
0: All right, so my family and I had an opportunity to go to FCA coach and family camp a few summers ago in St. Simons, Georgia. Like all FCA camps we've been to, we saw God work in amazing ways. We saw people surrender their hearts to Jesus. We saw marriages saved. We saw hope in hopeless situations. God was present. He moved hearts and changed people. It was awesome. And as a family, we were fired up. So on our way home, we were all talking about what God did and, and the experience we had, and how God had moved in our hearts. And then about that time, our reflection of the week was interrupted by the screams and yelling and fighting from behind us. So we turn around, and there we see a WWE wrestling match about to go down between our two 8-year-olds, Case and Cruz. And as much as I'd like to say, I entered this match with the utmost calm and grace-filled voice that a person who just fell with Jesus for five straight days would have. Unfortunately, I did not. So this is kind of how it went. Me. What the heck are y'all doing? Are you freaking kidding me right now? What on earth would make you think fighting like this was okay? And Cruz says, well, Kay said I was the Theodore Chipmunk in our family, and I want to be Alvin. And Kay shot back, whatever, dude. We all know I'm the Alvin Chipmunk in this family. And there you have it. That's Team Roberts at its best. And as crazy as this sounds... I too can be distracted from what God is doing and who he is because I'm focused on what I want to do and who I should be. If you can relate this, you're not alone. Jesus dealt with this exact thing with his own disciples. We see the story in Luke nine forty-six. Then his disciples began arguing about which of them was the greatest. But Jesus knew their thoughts, so he brought a little child to his side. Then he said to them, Anyone who welcomes a little child on my behalf welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me also welcomes my father who sent me. Whoever is the least among you is the greatest. What is crazy about this is some of these same disciples who were fighting about who would be the greatest were the same disciples that had just come off the mountaintop with Jesus. It was on this mountaintop that they saw Jesus transform right before their eyes to have a conversation with Moses and Elijah. Are you kidding me? Jesus is actually having a conversation with two dead guys. You would think their focus would be on Jesus and only Jesus, but they miss what we can all miss, what was right in front of them. Jesus was no longer a part of their story. He was the point of it. As followers of Jesus, our life is no longer about us, but about Him. Our days are not centered about what he we are doing, but what He is doing. Our hopes, dreams, purpose... For the future are not driven by our own desires, but by His. In the words of John the Baptist, I want Jesus to be greater and greater, and I want to be less and less. Whether we want to be the Alvin in our story, or the greatest in our story, we can't miss Jesus is the story.
1: Hey everyone, we are super excited to have one of our favorite sports couples and friends, Jimmy and Patty Gasso joining us today. We have actually went through a lot together, and it is truly exciting to have one of the Faith Power Couples in sports with us on Huddle Up. So welcome to the show, Poppy and Coach Gasso. Hello. Hello.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, So awesome to have you guys on today. So uh, we'll always start off with three questions. And uh, so we want to know three things about you guys. One, how did you meet? Two, how long have you been married? And three, tell us about your family.
2: Okay, I'm gonna let him tell you how we met. Otherwise, if we both tell you, we'll be here for a few hours, so.
3: Okay, Patty, I'll go ahead and say the truth. (laughs) I like how this is starting.
1: Because so, you guys have two different versions, uh, <laughs> so we are actually gonna, just going to hear Poppy's version of the how you guys met.
3: Yes. I'm like the New Testament; she's the Old Testament.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Poppy, let's hear it. So,
3: okay, so I'm um, I met a, a student in my final semester at Cal State University of Long Beach in uh, Long Beach, California, I'm and it was Patty's first. I didn't know at the time, but it was her first semester. She <clears throat> had just transferred in, and I was just finishing my my last. Um, so I'm walking. I'm a. I was a physical ed- education major, and so so was she. So um, we parked, I would park in in the back of the of the uh, physical education department. So there was all the parking lots are back there, and so. I was uh, coming back towards the, the uh, department and I noticed my brother uh, was in a golf class and the golf classes were right next to the department. And so I could see my brother and it was, I see that he was putting, they were doing something with the golf and I see this girl that he's, that he's playing with. And so I'm walking and, and from a distance I couldn't, you know, I didn't get a good view. But as I got closer. I said, "Wow, you know, it looks good from the distance." <laughs> and so then I'm walking, getting closer and closer and closer. I said, "Whoa, okay, I need, I need to go look. I need to go say hi to my brother." And so I walked, and I said, "Hey, his brother, my brother's the Alex." And so I said, "Hey, what's going on? And and what are you doing?" And he said, "Oh, you're just, you know, in class, and you're just, we're putting here." And I said, "Oh," and then he introduced me to to her. And so I kind of gave her the cold shoulder, You're like, know, hey, what's going on high? And then kept talking to my brother, and that was it, and walked away.
2: So you had to and play so cool.
3: And so I had to play it cool because <laughs> I didn't want her to think that, you know, you know, like, I'm really crazy about her. I just met her. And so um, I left, and so I'm thinking to myself, wow, you know, pretty, that's, you know, pretty, pretty attracting. And so I forgot about it, and then I go to class the next morning, right? And you know, I, I, I had a great time in college. I love school. And so <laughs> I went to my class and I'm sitting, uh, I would sit in like up in the front, in the middle, and, and the top, right? I'm sitting in the top. And so I'm watching people come through. And all of a sudden, I see her coming to my class. I'm thinking, I did a double check. I said, No way is she in my class. And so that's how we met.
1: Okay, and I wish everybody could see Coach Gasso as Jimmy is telling this story, um, because it is quite entertaining. Coach Gasso, would you like to add to that a little bit?
2: <clears throat> Just briefly, okay. <laughs> I I knew he was in my class because he sat in the back, not in the front, and I am the one now. I'm sophisticated, and I'm in college, and I you know I'm really serious and. Let's grow, you know, we're out of high school. Let's grow up. He is not that guy. He's the guy in the back of the room that's always trying to make the teacher laugh and, you know, like a goof off. But the, the, the teachers, instructors love him because he's so funny. But everybody else is like, can you just be quiet so we can get out of here? That's how I knew him. So I am golfing with his brother who was in my class, and he walked by and he said, hey, Alex, and their voices sound exactly the same. And I looked up, and I'm like, wow, how do they their voices sound so like? And then his brother said, that is my brother. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me, <laughs> just because what a goof off. He was in class, it just was so aggravating, but yes, for the most part. it was love
1: at first sight for him, it was love at he had to win you over for you.
2: Pretty much, so (laughs) I'll just share with you that I was working while I was playing softball. I was playing at Long Beach State University and I worked at a pizza pub place And um, he started coming in every night and would stand at the counter and just (laughs) stare me down. I'm like, do you want something to eat? What can I do for you? Because you just can't stand here like this. So he also got free food out of the relationship as well. So that is how I really started to get to know him. But my first impression was, Please stop talking so we can get
1: Papa. perseverance. That's right.
2: I love
3: school. Remember I said that? <laughs> I love
0: right. That's right.
1: So, uh-uh. how
0: long have you been married now?
3: <laughs> I stopped counting <laughs> I stopped <laughs> counting after we got stop, married. stuff stuffed you on Whatever. the
0: question.
3: <laughs> 490 What?
2: <laughs> 4, 30 37, Four. 86. 30. <laughs> Wait, we're doing the
1: math. You're doing the math. Somewhere in the 30s. 34.
2: 34? Yep.
1: 34 years. 34, yep. 34 years, of years of bliss right here. That is so Wait, awesome.
2: Oh, we're pretty confident in this,
0: right? In 34. 34. <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. Very, yes. Very Very, <laughs> very,
2: very confident. And, and you've had a couple mm-hmm. kids in that time, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. We have two boys um, my oldest is 31 and his name is, he was, his name is Jameson Thomas and we were calling him Jameson and then his little brother, Daniel James came along and he is uh, 25, but we started calling Daniel James DJ right away. And then Jameson decided, wait a minute, why does he get initials and I don't? So then we started calling Jameson JT. So both of them coach with me at OU. Um, and JT is married to Andrea Gasso, and they have two beautiful kids, Joseph and... Um, Joseph is three and Grace is about to turn two in about two about a week in about a week.
1: And what are your grand you you guys have awesome grandparent names. I love. What are they?
2: What are um they mine is Oma, and that is a German version of grandmother. Okay. And
3: they call me Poppy and that's the Mexican version of being the man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And that's why I have always known you as Poppy, and that's why I call yeah. you as Poppy because you are the man, right?
2: <laughs> oh boy. Oh
0: boy. <laughs> okay, so so let's let's get let's let's dive right into this. So we're doing this podcast at in the the end of March and we're in the middle of college softball season. Yet it's kind of strange cuz there's no softball going on. So how are you handling uh, this quarantine and, and this not having softball, this whole situation, how are you handling it?
2: You know, um, I'm, I'm just going to be very, very honest. Um, I think we're all, as a Sooner softball team, I think we're all handling it pretty dang well. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we've got a lot of believers on our team and. One thing that was really unbelievable is three of our athletes came to, I'm calling him Jimmy. I can't call him Poppy. I can't. I, can't. I, I, I just can't because then he won and I can't, I can't surrender. So um, he has been very instrumental in um being like the male version of who these young women can talk to about their faith and they went to him and said um a couple of them went to him and said i i feel like i want to get baptized Mm -hmm. so the next thing you know i mean it's it's freezing outside and there's no place to go so um this is this is just God at work. I'm telling you, um, we opened up our pool in early March, and we don't open it up usually till June, and got it cleaned and warmed it up, and three players were baptized in our pool on Wednesday, and Friday we got the news. So the last thing we all remember is watching three of our own um, surrendering their their lives to Christ. And, you know, not the whole team are Christians, and it's okay. They have the choice to – we had a big team dinner, and then it was like you're free to stay, you're free to go. And every player wanted to stay. It was extremely emotional, life-changing for many of them. Um, Grace Lyons, our shortstop was one of the, um uh, people that were, they wanted in the pool with them along with Jimmy. So, um, when I look back, I don't think about our games. I don't think about, Oh, we finished our last game with a walk-off win and extra innings. It was that moment that, um, was an absolute, I mean, it's, it's bigger and better, and longer lasting than any trophy you could ever hand the Sooners to what me. A
1: great so great memory. Are you kidding me? Right? I mean, the, to, to hear you guys talk about, you know, in the middle of softball season, not playing softball, and you're handling it so well because three made a commitment right before this quarantine started. Are you kidding me? You can't, you can't write that script. That's that is so amazing. And, you know, we're in 2020, right? We, we're 2020, and reality is you guys were actually the softball team of the decade, right, through, the, through 10 to 19 as a record of 533 wins, 95 losses, three national titles, the most All-Americans. Is there a favorite memory over this last de- decade that sticks out to each one of you when it comes to the OU softball?
2: Well, for me, I mean, it's, it's always a phenomenal memory winning winning championships, um, but there's so much that leads up to it, and one of my favorite memories was probably one of my most crushing memories, and that was the loss to Alabama. I think it was probably 1.30 in the morning when that happened because of all the rain and so forth, but it What I do remember is you coming down onto the field and Alabama literally being right next to us in a dog pile and you're in the middle of our circle and, man, the Holy Spirit was working through you that night just the way you were preaching to these this team and our staff. And um, I just remember that next season, um... There was just a peace. There was a calm. Um, And the tornado happened in 2013. That absolutely devastated the state of Oklahoma. Just absolute tragedy everywhere. And I'm thinking, wow, what do we do now? And um, I, I just look at the foundation that we had in 2012. And sometimes going through... Hardcore losses. Um, if you understand that's part of growth, then you can keep going forward. And that's what this team did. Even when we had all of the the chaos going around us at that time, we be- became the team that said, we are doing this for the state and for the city of Moore. Mm. And... More um, Oklahoma that got hit so hard. And there was a particular family that was we ca- came to know very well because they lost their seven-year-old <laughs> daughter in the tornado. And still to this day, um, I talk with them frequently. And, um, I mean, those are memories that will last forever. And in 2013, we won the championship. And it was never a sense of fear. It was more of like, we are getting this done for our people, Mm -hmm. our people in Oklahoma. And, um, I, God was, his hands were on us the whole way. Uh, I know that we brought some relief to a lot of people.
1: See, I I remember that, that story in 2012, when Jimmy, you're the one who came up to me in the stands. I don't know if you remember that you came up to me in the stands and you said, Hey, Patty wants you to address the team right now on the field. Let's go. And you said, follow me. And I have never prayed so hard and so fast in that 30 seconds um, ever. <laughs> and I knew it had to be the Holy Spirit because what was I going to say in that moment? And for those of you who don't know the full story, I really only said you've shown an entire country who you praise when you win And now you have an opportunity to show an entire country who you praise when we lose. And that's what we did in that circle in that moment is praise Jesus right then and right there. Oh, that's one of my favorite memories as well. But one of my absolute favorite memories of all is after each one of the national championships, after the, the last out and everybody was rushing the field, I always saw you all grab your family every single time you didn't rush the field you you didn't you literally grabbed each other you stopped and you prayed together right there on the field in front of the dugout before ever going on why was that so important to you as a family to do that <clears throat> you, you
3: know it, uh, it's it's the miracle of, of what god has done in our lives and when we became saved um, and living in california and then moving out to Cal- out to oklahoma just on on faith because we had no business leaving california <laughs> we had no business but it, uh, I, we didn't It just we didn't know but now i know that that uh, it was an opportunity and uh Patty you know wanted to get to uh, another level and um we came here and just god it's help us and you lead us and direct us and um everything that we've done here is, and is, what he's given us is just um uh, it's just unbelievable because if if it wasn't for him we don't know where we would have been. But because we gave everything to him and we gave it all to him and, and we just follow his path. And you know, our purpose is just not to win national championships. Our, our our purpose is to share the gospel with every single athlete that comes across our paths. Mm. And that, that's what people have done us and we're just giving it right back. And that's why it's important for us and just you know that family structure with that the team has, and just like in our own family, it's 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 important that that we do that all the time.
1: Well, and I love the fact that there's a there's a saying that a pastor says that every blessing that doesn't get turned into praise turns into pride. And in that moment, in that success, in that blessing, I saw firsthand that you guys were giving God the praise, therefore. I've never seen the pride and that's why. And, and I, and I absolutely love that.
0: Your guys' perspective is incredible and your situation is so unique. Uh, just how you guys are so involved in, and, and like you alluded to earlier, you know, JT, uh, your oldest, uh, is your hitting coach. And now DJ is on staff and with the demands of, of an, uh, an elite division one program. And, uh, managing and coaching the act, how do you all keep your family a priority where it's now a family business?
2: Uh, well, I <clears throat> I don't think we let moments get too big. I think you said it very eloquently. I mean, we definitely do not allow pride to step in to the arena here. Um, I I just remember when I was younger coach and i'm trying to raise kids and coach um, i always felt very guilty about not being very good at either one and so full circle comes around and now these my sons are in the dugout with me is ridiculous and you look right up and you see Jimmy there, you see our grandkids there. I, I couldn't have dreamed of a better scenario. So um, I think we just understand not to let this get on us. You know, mm. being coaches at OU or any university is extremely stressful. It's extreme, the expectations through the roof. And that I got sucked in on that. And I hated coaching. And when God just kind of sh- slapped me upside the head and said, you're doing this wrong. Mm. And Jimmy really helped me understand that as well. So um, my identity is not through winning or losing. I think that's a big part of it. But always, I just, all I have to do is look over and see my sons there and our family together through this. Um, Whether we win or whether we lose, I just know God has blessed this family to experience these moments together. And I think that's how we do it is we just make sure we check ourselves and not let the whole situation own us.
0: I love that. Don't let the situation own you. I do. That's, that's that is so well, said. And
1: so well said on that part. But I can't relate to you more when you say coaching and uh, being a mom. That you didn't feel like you were good at either one of them, I, I we could hang up right now, and I because uh, that is me, <laughs> that is me, and that's that's what I needed to hear. Um, we've knowing had those conversations, we've had that exact same conversation over and over, and that wasn't an, that's that's an encouragement to me, um, knowing where your family is. So you've been married, you said for 34 years, and we know that coaching, we know because we've experienced it. Uh, can take a a toll on a marriage. What have you found are some keys to making a marriage withstand this crazy coaching lifestyle?
2: I'm going to let him answer that, (laughs) but I will tell you something that, um, boy, it is hard because we're both in athletics. Um, And what I don't think we do too much of is come home and talk about it a lot. And that is a savior for me, although sometimes I think he really wants to talk more. But we've done a pretty good job of not questioning each other and things like that. Um, The one thing that Jimmy does make sure of, and it was always very hard, is um, putting family first. When you come home, leave your job behind. And continue when you get home to be now mom and wife. So it's not always easy for me to get recruiting calls done when I need to get recruiting calls done. So it started to become where I just took one night a week and tried to do it all on that time, uh, all in that evening. And he knew what I was doing. Mm. So it was things like that, having arrangements. um, But I'm going to let him finish. Some of that. Uh,
3: <clears throat> so we we um, <clears throat> we we <clears throat> try to <clears throat> help each other out, and whenever she needs help, I'm going to help her, and then whenever I need help, she helps me. Uh, the quality time that we spend is very important. To where I don't want to talk about her job anymore. I don't want. I want to see a movie. I don't want to see any <laughs> athletic. I want to see a movie or do, do something else, um, and and so then uh, when when the pressures of the jobs get on us, then it's okay. Um, you know what? You got stress. I see it. I got to leave you alone. Mm. Uh, you know, do what you have to do to relieve that stress and focus on what you need to focus. Um, but I know the thing that we both do is that whenever we have our issues and the pressures and anxiety and and all that uh, I know that for both of us is we go straight to to God and 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 we talk to Him and He's He's kept His family for thirty four years and um, and if if we didn't have that relationship, um, I know that we would not have be married right now.
2: Oh, I, that I, 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 that
3: Yes, the yes.
2: well, truthfully, it's, truthfully it, it is not is. easy. It no. is not, and and we have had some. Some ugly times, no doubt.
1: I mean, but, Chris and I uh, say we've been married for 21 years, happily for 18. <laughs> because, <yeah. laughs> because we know it's not, it's not easy. easy. And we right. we don't pretend like it is. And I love to hear that you guys are saying you're not pretending like it is. It's hard work. You guys have figured out how to be each other's fans for one another, how to be each other's sounding boards, but how you come together um, and pray together. And that is truly what keeps you guys and has kept you guys a family for 34 years. That's amazing. But now you guys are grandparents, right? Your grandparents. Tell me the biggest difference between being parents and grandparents.
2: Oh, okay. I'll take this one. (laughs) I'm (laughs) happy. That sounds bad. Uh, Okay. I've had women come up to me and say, oh, you're going to have a grandchild. Oh, man, I will tell you, being a grandmother is so much better than being a mother. And I'm like, really? I mean, they're not really your kids. I mean, they're not. You know, you didn't birth them. It's not. So how could it be so much better? Oh, so much better (laughs) Because, I don't know why, but for some reason, these little kids, I feel like they love me so much more than my own little kids did. <laughs> and they want me to hug them and hold them. And they're so excited to see me like my dogs, right? You get home, and it's just that unconditional, like, she's here, she's here, Oma, Oma, where are you? I mean, that's what they're, that. Now, Maybe my kids said that, but I was so tired I couldn't hear them or whatever. I don't know. But now I hear it loud and clear. And I think we both talked about the amount of mistakes that we've made raising our own kids that I think we would be just better grandparents because of the things that we know now. Mm. And um, it just makes it a little. And I am going to spoil them. I have spoiled them to, to the end because I can and because they're going to make it tougher for JT to be a father. So that's what it's all about paying him back.
1: That is awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. So, does
0: the Gasol family have any family traditions?
3: Okay. So, I don't know if you remember this, Sarah, but. Every Christmas, I'd make tamales. Oh,
1: I, I, your tamales are the only tamales that I have ever tried and will eat. I do not like tamales, but I like Poppy's tamales. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think so, you could sell that, those. That's what,
3: <laughs> so that's <laughs> what I that you know. My mother taught me how to make them, and so when we moved out to Oklahoma, um, I started that tradition here with with our family. And I still continue to do it to this day, except for I don't have JT and DJ helping me anymore.
1: That is awesome. I Seriously, the Gasso family tamales, still my favorite. That is awesome. All right.
0: <laughs> All right, so winding down here, uh, it's time for a two-minute drill, which is sponsored oh. by the NFL Alumni Association of Georgia and Eagle Universal Services, ready to serve, Eagle Universal Services is a construction contract service provider providing itself as a for-profit business doing non-profit work.
1: Okay, so how it's going to go, I'm going to say go. Chris has the timer. The buzzer will go off, but we're going to get through as many two-minute drill questions for you all as we can. Sound good? This is it. This is intense. I
2: didn't know you guys did commercials. You have commercials.
1: We do. That was fun, right? Yeah,
2: good. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: okay, all right. So do
3: Here, we say at the same time, or?
1: Yeah, 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 or you guys can, I mean, go back and forth if you want, okay? Oh, okay. all, all right.
3: right, ready, go,
1: set, go. Okay, favorite family vacation?
2: Lake Powell. Uh, Costa Rica.
1: Okay, favorite restaurant to eat at?
2: Morelos. Um, anything <laughs> Mexican.
1: <laughs> favorite movie? Oh, I like
2: Ooh. Gladiator.
3: Nice. I saw one yesterday. Uh, I still believe.
1: I still believe. It was good. Okay, it Jimmy, Jimmy, your favorite quality about Patty.
3: <laughs> that she loves oh. me.
1: Okay. <laughs> Patty, your favorite quality about Jimmy.
2: Um, sense of humor.
1: Mm. Who is your favorite kid?
2: Both of them. them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We thought we were trying to get you on that one. Um, If you could hang out with one person for a day, who would it be? Jesus. You can't.
2: Can can say say Jesus?
1: You can say whatever you want. Exactly. Okay,
2: well, then I would definitely say that.
1: Okay, Jesus aside, can't say Jesus, who would it be?
2: Patty. No, that is so And that is know. not true. Hater. Tell the truth. Hater. Say the
1: truth. Hater. Say the I
3: don't on. see her like I used to anymore. So now I want to hang out with her.
2: Grandkids.
1: Okay. Wow. Um, and first, and my- your favorite thing about Oklahoma?
2: People. Yes, people. People. Right. Absolutely. Wonderful hearts.
1: Amen. Yep. Who was your favorite athlete growing up?
2: Oh. <sighs> Uh, I love the Dodgers. So all of them.
1: All of the Dodgers, Jimmy.
2: Uh, L.A. Rams. I used to love the Rams.
1: Who has your greatest influence on your faith walk?
2: My father, my husband, and you, Sarah Roberts. Ah,
1: thank you. (laughs) Okay, and that it was the end of our two-minute drill, and. We cannot thank you guys enough for joining us on the Huddle Up podcast. I know you guys are so busy, so we just think the world of you all. We are
2: no, we are not busy. Okay, <laughs> remember, remember what's happening right now. I we do. are not I, busy.
1: I know, but still, well, we're taking you
0: away from your grandbabies. So we are. We, we appreciate we you coming that. on with us.
1: Um, but we we do. We love you guys so much, and we just think the world of you all. And um, seriously, you're one of our favorite couples ever
2: thank you thank, thank you guys you. that means a lot to yeah, us we,
3: you guys you guys mean a lot to us too Kay.
2: when are you moving back to oklahoma <laughs> uh, that's for another show
1: th- yeah that's for a whole <laughs> another show Shall <laughs> i
2: tell people that you have a no you had on or no okay. are you all Oh into... no i wear
1: it all the time here in georgia okay. it's all the time i'm representing okay. all the time for sure <laughs> all right love you guys thanks for joining us for huddle up Hey, thanks for joining us for Huddle Up. Join us next time as we learn from other families about their faith, family, and sports.